Sorry about that. Number two, Brian of London here. Yeah, too noisy in the coffee place. So we're gonna walk and talk. Now I haven't really been watching the whole RNC thing live. I, I don't know, I tend to wake up sometimes at 5 a.m. and listen to it. Hi there, Colleen. Hey. Um, so what's going on? I haven't talked about American politics for ages, it seems. But um, everybody seems to be very enthusiastic about the RNC's televisual feat, especially compared to the, uh, the O'Biden disaster the week before. I mean, what were the Democrats thinking? Some guy in shorts and no shoes sitting at home masterminding some unbelievable Zoom call? <laughs> what a disaster. And I mean, obviously, this is what we've, those of us who've followed Trump since 15, listen to many 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 of his speeches you know the giant aircraft hangars and the and the huge uh, hockey stadiums and all of that stuff he he he's a showman he's a showman which bit of that did you not understand and of course the rnc were going to put on a show that was astonishing i mean that fireworks display i didn't know you could write trump 2020 in the sky and I don't know if you noticed it's a bit hard because blue fireworks don't come out so well uh, over television but they had the stars and stripes they had big star uh, what a firework display I mean in fact you know I kind of saw that on my phone and the first thing I did when I got up was you know whack it up on my big screen tv because I really wanted to see that properly America no, and, and I tell you, this is the, I tweeted this out. Do you want to know the reason why the media are so upset by a firework display like that? They're so upset. Oh, I've got a bit of a Vaseline lens, haven't I? Ah, there we go. The media are so upset by a display like that because every dollar that Trump spent on his firework display is a dollar he did not spend on advertising on their networks. And that drives them mad mad now they still haven't come to terms with the fact which was established clearly in 2016 that he who who he who spends the most on network tv advertising does not win the presidency 2016 destroyed that now we saw the republicans get a real beating in 2018 when there was no trump at the top of the ticket um, and so they came to lose the House and, you know, they're holding on in the Senate. And we, we, you know, what really matters this time, I think, personally, is not whether Trump wins the presidency. I think I'm starting to feel much, much better about that. Not complacently better, but I think, I think the Republicans have got the energy. There's energy. The Democrats' Zoom call was low energy. They couldn't even fill 16 squares on a TV screen for reaction to, to Biden's 20-minute heavily edited whatever that was, the best speech in the history of speech writing, which was the same as the one he'd given in 2012. Um, and Trump stands there an hour, and the best thing that the, the, the blue check marks on Twitter, as Cernovich says, the, the only thing they've got to complain about, they, they, they got, they're saying that the speech was too long. So if you can't criticize a word in the speech, you just say it went on too long. No, it didn't. 
The whole point is Trump has the stamina to stand there and give a speech that long. And it, clearly he was doing it live. We all know he was doing it live because we've got live streams of the protesters shouting outside. There's no trickery involved. It's not like a pre-taped thing. When, you know, and then Biden shuffles out to a parking lot to look at a few nevish rockets in the air, like a backyard firework display you spent $25 on. No, of course, because the Democrats are spending all their money in the media. Now, it does come down to money, but the old paradigm of he who spends the most wins is changed. It changed in 2016. 2018 was slightly anomalous. Um, but this time, there's just no, there's, there's gonna be, Trump's not going to need to spend money because once again, his unearned media, the media he doesn't pay for, um, his earned media is gonna just vastly outweigh. Like the networks had to cover his speech last night. So he gave them an hour. <laughs> That's, it's like, it's obvious. They had to cover that. And so bang, he did. And, and he knows how to play them and they can't resist as much as they hate him. They know that he's the only thing that's driven them. He, he's put the majority of dollars in television news for the last, well, since 2015. They covered him all the way through the primaries thinking he was a joke, but they knew they were making big bucks. So he wasn't spending money like the other candidates were, but they gave him more airtime because he was entertainment value. They're doing it again. They can't help themselves. It's hilarious to watch. It's like, I wasn't, I'm not really enthusiastic or I wasn't, but it is so important that he wins. I mean, it is so important because, you know, the, the, the choice between this sort of globalist build back better campaign, which by the way, Biden's slogan, Build Back Better, as they point out on the best podcast in the universe, which is the No Agenda Show, that slogan is being used all over the world. It's in Britain, it's cropped up in Canada, it's cropped up even in Holland, in India. They're, they're rolling out Build Back Better as the next globalist thing. So you know it must be evil. It must be evil. Anyway, um... Also, betting odds on Trump have narrowed now. He's almost, he's almost uh, an odds-on bet, um, which is annoying. <laughs> Would have put more money on him, but, but um, it's not like last time. It wasn't like the odds I got in 2016 in May. Um, but we shall see. You know, there's nothing certain in this. The, the attempts to steal the election with fraud, voter fraud, I... My gut feeling on that, though, is that America is so big and so many people vote that it really is very... It's, it, you can swing a few tight races here and there, but to swing it on a national scale, it's not so easy to do. But they'll try, because I think those Dems and the left in general, uh, they are all about power at all costs. Anyway, I'm out of breath. I'm walking. It is hot again. Um, I'm Brian of London, if you don't know me. I do these talks from a forest in Tel Aviv called Bereshit Forest, which runs through and into Park Hayakon, which is like uh, Tel Aviv's Hyde Park or 
or, or Central Park in New York. And um, this is Israel. Uh, quick update on the case. Uh, we, we have the, the update is there's nothing much I can report at the moment, but motions are being submitted and things are happening. We're in discussion with the court on scheduling and that kind of thing. But it's, so it's real, uh, and they're taking it very seriously in Australia. We do actually have a judge assigned, um, but there's not much point in me saying anything more. Uh, until we've gone through another couple of steps uh, and then hopefully there'll be some something that we can say but uh, yeah feeling very very good about the case though nothing 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 has technically changed to make our case different I mean these Facebook and Google are still in breach <laughs> and we are still going to nail them Anyway, I'm Brian of London, it's getting windy, I shall say goodbye, uh, Shabbat Shalom, and see you the next time.